Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time to talk Blues Hockey with Darren Pang. Holy jump and wow. what a save. Oh, my. Refreshed by Urban Chestnut Brewing Company and their Urban Underdog Lager. Prost. Welcome back to Balloon Party, driven by Munganass St. Louis Accurate. Tim McKernan with you to the top of the hour, and it is our pleasure to welcome with the program live from Alberta, where Per Jackson Panger has better weather than St. Louis at the moment. That's what I Morning, Panger. Good morning there, uh, Tim and Jackson. Uh, yeah, I'm, now I'm a weather reporter now all of a sudden. Uh, well, yes, uh, uh, the winds are coming from the northeast here in Edmonton. It's Ooh. beautiful, brisk, uh, minus uh, 20, but I'm looking <laughs> out of my hotel room, and all I see are beautiful conditions on the road, a little bit of snow. I've got a wonderful hockey rink that's outside. Oh, it's got some beautiful boards and some netting, and nice. and that ice looks magnificent. Yes, it looks like there's some dogs walking right now, too. They're having a pee. Yeah, nice. That's a nice little update right there. So, yeah, so I gather with the conditions, you won't be working on your short game today. No, I, I think the, the golf will be put on hold for today. But, um, you know, it doesn't mean that I'm not highly motivated. You know, isn't it something every time now we turn on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, besides all the hockey that I watch. But, man, when you start seeing that the waste management opens. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Hey, you see Torrey Pines, a a place that I've played a few times. You go, now you get excited. I might even decide to work out really soon. Oh, wow. Look at this. You got a whole whole day lined up. Yeah, and Torrey Pines, by the way, since we're both golf nerds, Torrey Pines starts today because they don't want to go up against the AFC-NFC Championship uh, on Sunday, so they go Wednesday through Saturday this week. There you go. Fun facts for no one to tell. Yeah. That is a good scoop there for you there, Peaky Blinders. <laughs> I really do want that to be a promo. <laughs> that's, the, that's the first news I've ever broken in 22 years in St. Louis media. <laughs> when, that's when fantastic. The... <laughs> that's, a, that's award-winning. Yeah, <laughs> oh, my goodness. Darren Pang with us every Wednesday here on Balloon Party, driven by St. Louis Accurate's Munganess, stlouisaccurate.com and altontoyota.com. Uh, wow, what a uh, situation last night in a variety of ways for the Blues as uh, they wind up losing to the Sabres 5-3. It starts out brutally with two quick goals. To the Blues' credit, after being down 4 nothing, they make a game of it and really have some great opportunities with Tarasenko with some really good looks in the third period. But unfortunately, from the Blues' perspective, not able to break through. And, uh, the Sabres get the empty netter, and that wraps things up. But I think the biggest story coming out of that one, Craig Berube, who usually kind of dodges Pareko questions, uh, you know, he demotes him to the third defensive pairing. He only plays 16 minutes last night and acknowledges that the play hasn't been where it needs to be. Uh, your thoughts on the festivities last night and Colton Pareko and Berube's comments, Panger? Yeah, I was I was flying here and uh, connecting in Denver, um, the the uh, the joys of uh, of that kind of travel. But yes. I was able to 
to, to watch the game. And uh, then when I came back to my hotel room, then I, you know, I watched uh, the important parts again. And um, let, let's start with a couple of things. Number one, you know, preparation for a hockey game. I think that's what's very disappointing. You can't keep starting these games by making triple bogeys and triple bogeys if we want to get back yes, into the back golf. to the analogy. Like it's like it's hard to get back at it if you're if you're if you're going bogey, double bogey, bogey, and think that you're going to make a whole bunch of birdies. Like it's not going to happen. This and 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 a team like Buffalo that played the night before in Dallas, a hard game that they played, a hard travel for the Buffalo Sabers to come out and be as prepared as they were and to take and pick apart the middle of the ice, like it was a July 1st summer hockey game. And that's what it looked like. I mean, it looked like they could just stick handle wherever they wanted to stick handle and no one was going to touch them. And to me, that was extremely disappointing. I think I might've banged my iPad a couple of times and it fell down. And I was, I was, I was not saying holy jumping for the good of it. I was like, come on, somebody like, let's protect the middle of the ice. The, The blues have talked about that all season long. And, and every time someone wants to rip apart the goaltending, I, I go, you've got to defend the middle of the ice. You've got to make it a hard place to play. And, and that's where it started in 2019. That's where every team starts around this time of year is to make it an impossible place to carry the puck and to make a play to. Or uh, worst case, the, that's the last place that you should be getting a quality shot from is the middle of the ice. So number one, preparation. Whatever happened before that game, for, the, for them to think that it was going to be an easy game they already played Buffalo and Buffalo Buffalo did the same thing to them there because they weren't quite prepared for it. And so, you know, now you go into the, you know, you go into the defending part of the game and just the, I'm not sure if, you know, there's a lot of times where guys are, there's, I don't know. There, there's a lot of bugs going around. I don't know. It just looked like Colton's one of many that looked lethargic that, that looked like they just didn't have a real uh, crisp, a thought process going out there. I mean, his, he was taking big loops and pucks that should have got in deep that are automatic. Just, you know, the, the, and it wasn't just Colton Preco. Now he's, he, you know, he's always got the magnifying glass on him right now, but you know, his, his game, you know, wasn't very good in the middle of the ice. It wasn't very good in his own zone. And it wasn't very good even making decisions, getting pucks in deep in the neutral zone. So, I mean, those are disappointing aspects because right now you need those guys, especially when you know that, Tory Krug's just returning after a long absence that, you know, the guys that, that, uh, that play the big minutes, the important minutes have to be even better than, than normal. And, and so it didn't happen that way last night. So that, that's a real disappointing aspect of it was just the lack of fundamentally lethargic. I think it was, is maybe yeah. the best way to, to, to put the early part of the game. So, and you're right. Vladdy did have some good chances late. But, you know, and that's great. And one of them hit the knob of the stick, should have been in the net, but it wasn't. I mean, that's that's what happens. You're, you're pressing, you're pressing, you're pressing. And, yeah, you could say the good news is he got chances. But, uh, boy, that's a guy that hasn't played in three, four, four and a half weeks either. And uh, uh, the, the boys needed way more than just that or a couple of hopeful opportunities late in the hockey. And that was very disappointing last night because you could have bounced back from a game against Chicago where you played a – goaltender that's never played in the NHL before and he wins that game and come back and, and, and really beat a, I think Buffalo is a really good team, even though they're not in the playoffs right now. I still think they're trending way North. I think they're an excellent team and you could have pounded them last night and gone, okay, now we're back in track, back on track again. But you know, now it's a real step backwards for, for the boys and I don't know how they're going to muster the way out of this one. 
And that that's I want to ask a big picture question with regards to that seven game homestand that now comes to a conclusion with a losing record started off with some momentum getting that win against Calgary and and now it, it ends in a fizzle and also now no Buchnevich either as uh, as things go forward here leading into the all star break the macro perspective the big picture perspective on where the team is this was a critical seven game stretch and the blues did not capitalize on this homestand so then you go well what's next so your analysis of of this moment in time for where the blues are coming off the homestand and going uh the direction it did well well macro and big picture is you know what what is going to happen come march 3rd i think that's big picture isn't it yeah. i mean an opportunity to sell your general manager and everybody in the hockey world on what kind of team you are going to be going forward. This was the opportunity. You can run the tables and you can afford to lose one game in that, in, in that sequence, but you have to get points in games. And now the same questions you're asking are the same questions everybody in the hockey world is asking, because I just went into a, a, a lounge area here at the hotel before I'm going to head over to the rink and, and the, and the, and the Columbus Blue Jackets announcers are there, and the first thing out of their mouths are, "What, what, what is going on with the Blues?" And so that's you know that's hap- that happens all over the place. So yeah. this was an opportunity to convince people, let alone yourself in the locker room, hey, that we're ready to make a turn, and there's going to be no other choices from our GM other than to maybe add to this team. Well, macro is what what is Army going to do, and and that's. You know, he can't be convinced after looking at that, that this that this team is going forward and can beat the best teams in the league. Whereas I personally think when this team is playing well, I think every team in the Western Conference is afraid of playing the St. Louis Blues. I do. In a seven-game series, go down the list of teams because Colorado's been banged up. Yeah. If Colorado is totally healthy and they're going, okay, I get it. They're, they're the elite. They're the Stanley Cup champions. And they've got a different game. But you can't tell me go. You go down the list of every team in the in the Western Conference, from Winnipeg to to uh, Minnesota to to Dallas um, to Vegas to uh, L.A. They they don't want to play the Blues in the seven game series. But now after watching this, um, it's it's it's. I don't know. I, I'm not quite sure. I'm not sure if I've got a great macro answer for you, other than the fact that you know that management staff's looking at this, going, okay, they didn't exactly convince us that we're not going to sell. So what, you know, so what does that leave? That leaves mm-hmm. making sure that when you're dealing with agents, so you've got agents of five UFAs and you know, you're not close to getting a deal on in four of them. Well, what does that tell you in the big picture? That tells you that army's going to go, okay, well, that one's got to move and that one's got to move and that one's got to move and that one's got to move. Cause we're going to have to get assets coming back if we're not even close to signing them as UFAs. Yeah, there uh, there's going to be some major moves and decisions, I would imagine, here over the next six weeks. Darren Pang with us. Blues at Coyotes, pregame 7 p.m. tomorrow right here on 101 ESPN. Panger in yes. Edmonton. Uh, Panger, always enjoy the conversation. And uh, don't forget, you got Tory Pines today to enjoy if you have any downtime. I, I can't wait to watch that. i got a game tonight. I'll watch that this afternoon, and I'll be in Phoenix tomorrow to watch from Mullet Arena. I might go get myself a mullet. Oh, nice. That would look <laughs> so great. good. Yeah, that would be real good. Panger, appreciate it, man. Hey, guys, take care. Take it nice, easy. Man. It's Darren Pang with us here. Time for us to shut it down. BK and Ferrario are up next for Action Jackson. I'm Tim McKernan. This has been Balloon Party, driven by Munganass, St. Louis Acura on 101 ESPN.